Are you interested in attending one of the field's largest gatherings of K-12 education innovators? The Aurora Institute Symposium 2023 promises community, lessons about education innovation from the field, and the latest research and policy to support education transformation. We know that after attending, you will leave equipped to take immediate action in advancing next-generation learning designs. This event will take place October 15th through the 17th, 2023 in Palm Springs, California. You can find out more at aurora-institute.org. Powerful learning experiences. Uh, this summer, we've been featuring some great examples from around the country of where young people are doing world-changing work and the programs and teachers that are supporting them. I'm Tom Vanderark, and you're listening to the Getting Smart Podcast. And today we're rejoined by a friend of the pod, Aaron Shorn. Uh, hey, Aaron. Thank you for having me. Aaron, it's great to have you on. Uh, we, we, we love the two roles that uh, we talked to you about. One is uh, your, your creative work at Unruler, uh, a cool experiential um, learning platform. And uh, today we're going to talk about the other half of your life to, as a program director at uh, Nalakai Academy. Um, th this summer you're running the, the summer camp. Um, and we're joined by a student at the summer camp, Sherry. Hi, Sherry. Hi, Tom. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to have you on, and I know you're you're sort of in the middle of your camp experience. We're going to dive into that, but Aaron, uh, tell us about uh, Academy. What is it? How long is it? Who goes to it? What do they do? The Nalukai Academy Startup Camp is a 10-day intensive boarding program. It is completely free. We take 28 high schoolers, public, private, and charter, a total diversity of socioeconomics, technical skills, and we put them in teams of four and they work to solve problems in their local communities. It's not just a tech startup camp. Um, we're really trying to de-tech bro what entrepreneurship looks like by connecting it and marrying it to Hawaiian culture. And so founders are focused on technological, cultural, and social entrepreneurship just as much as leadership development. And Tom, like at our core, it's about shifting learning from passive to active and making sure they know they belong as entrepreneurs and learners and that they have the confidence to be able to take the methodologies we throw at them and kind of turn them into ventures in the future. That's really cool, Aaron. I, I, I want to underscore a couple of things you said. It starts with belonging, right? Creating a space that's safe and belonging where you can show up as yourself and be willing to try, right? Then it's um, your, your projects are all connected to the world, to the community, right? So it's a space that's safe, it's connected, um, what, what are the other keys to the experience? I, I think the key is storytelling. Um, the key is identity, having learners be able to pull from their lives. Um, there's a great essay by Paul Graham, one of the founders of Y Combinator, where he talks about how great startups come from founders' lives. We call our students founders. That We don't call them students. We call them founders. And we want them to pull from their life experiences. And we want them to stay in the problem space a lot longer than most entrepreneurship programs. We want them to fall in love with the problems they're trying to solve and then shift to solutions. And then to celebrate in this big hoike, the celebration of learning at the end of the experience, not just the products and ventures they created, but their process, how they've grown as human beings. That's just as important to us. 
So I, I love the storytelling aspect, right? Because that, that's so tied to identity development, right? Because part of it is about help young, young people tell their story and express who they are and what, what they're interested in. We also love the sort of difference-making angle that you create there, Aaron. You know, a couple of years ago, we wrote a book called Difference-Making at the Heart of Learning. And so we, we super appreciate the idea of inviting kids to do work that matters, matters to them and to their community. Is that what it's about? Absolutely. I mean, it's about... <laughs> Any learner, whether they're 40 or 15, is going to be more invested in an experience when they see themselves in it and when they're able to pull themselves from it, right? And I think, like, we found our identity. We've been running for eight years. We have over 200 alumni. It started as a hacker camp. It then shifted to a lean startup methodology camp. And now it really is entrepreneurship through the lens of Hawaiian culture. And the second we started having Hawaiian cultural practitioners be curriculum creators, um, not just lead the kind of morning activities, but lead how we think about entrepreneurship. We found our identity, and that's what Sherry is a part of. Aaron, I, I really appreciate your focus on entrepreneurship. We, we actually think that's one of the, the top two or three skills and mindsets that, that young people need a chance to develop given what's happening in the world and what I appreciate about it, it, this is like the the Kaufman Real World Learning Initiative in Kansas City. You think of it as not only as starting a business or an enterprise, but about delivering impact for a community. It's really about constructing value for for a, a community. And so I, I love the, the way you connect what we typically have thought of entrepreneurship and social impact as being separate. And they're really both about finding a problem that's worth solving and, and delivering value for a community, right? 100%. And, and connecting your life experiences to solving that problem, right? Like only Sherry can solve certain problems because one, she's still a teenager and two, she has a life experience that's very different than mine or yours. And so we're trying to show our founders, our students, their backgrounds, their, their, their strengths and weaknesses are superpowers that allow them to solve problems only they can solve. Sherry, how did you find uh, Nolokai? I actually love it. It's a lot different than anything else I've sort of participated in. Um, not only is it incredibly immersive, but it teaches you how to be authentic. And being authentic to yourself really helps you find your identity and your passions, which is what we spent the first few days really looking into. Um, and that's where we found, you know, our problem and our issue. And so I think that's just like a really big part of it. And that's what makes me feel very special to be here. One of the 28 kids who are here this year. Um, so, yeah. How, how did you find out about the experience? So a lot of my friends have actually done Nalukai. One of my friends, May Kanata, she's actually here this year as a team leader. And our teacher, Mr. Justin Brown, has pushed the program a lot because he is one of the teachers who likes to teach their kids how to innovate and how to think out of the box and not just teach students to be nine to five um, employees. And so after I learned about this experience, I was told by a ton of people that it was very life changing, that it changed their entire perspective on the way that they view issues. And so I really wanted to apply because I've always had an interest in entrepreneurship and I really wanted to experience Nalakai Academy. Do you, do you go to school there on the Big Island? Yeah. So I just graduated from Kealake High School, um, class of 2023. 
Okay, congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. Did in in your high school experience have have you ever done anything like this? Did you ever have a chance to to do any student defined projects, do anything entrepreneurial? Yeah, so I've had a few projects. So my senior year, I did an AP research project, and my project was about astronomy. And so that was very student-led. I did it most of that myself in partnership with the um, a program called Monarchia Scholars. But I think that the work that I've done by myself and like the other programs that I've been in um, that are about human connection, they're not specifically about entrepreneurship and using the human connection you find to address issues and to actually create ventures that solve the issues or um, make the issues just like help the issues, I guess. Did, did, you, um, did you pick an issue at camp or did you join a team that had identified an issue? Tell me about that sort of problem finding activity. Yeah, so I got put into a team of three other girls. So my teammates um, and I went through a few different problems. So the day before, we had actually done a sort of research day where we looked at a ton of different problems and sort of dove into those problems. And when I got put with my group, something that we realized was we were the only all-girls team. And we really wanted to focus on something that affected all of us. And so one of the topics that was brought up was the lack of access to female reproductive health care here in Hawaii. And so that's the problem that we're choosing to focus on because um, a lot of clinics in there are no clinics on a lot of the outer lying islands. So that leaves over 118,000 women unable to access the care that they need, um, which is very significant. And especially with the um, legislative Roe v. Wade being overturned last summer, we thought it was a very, very important issue to address and to dive deeper into. Erin, this problem finding is... Uh, it's super important. And, and I, I think about most high school experiences, almost no high school kids get the opportunity to the space to the permission to do problem finding, you know, to find something that they care about that's important in the world to connect the two. That um, it, I guess you agree that that problem finding is a, it's a big deal, right? It's a huge deal. I mean, Angela Stockman is this incredible educator at Damon University, and she talks about the power of pause and reflection in learning communities. And the great Kwaku Anning, who's in San Diego, one of the most incredible educators I've come across, talks about how you need time to be creative. Um, and we don't give our founders enough time to do anything at Alukai, but we spend a ton of time in the problem space. And every year we spend more time in the problem space. And we have them research, they use AI to help with their research, um, but mostly it's them running through a ton of different, very um, tact tactile activities, um, you know, D-School or Olin College of Engineering-esque to work through problem space. And then they do a ton of assumption testing. They're testing their assumptions. They're cold calling people, which is terrifying for some teenagers. And they're constantly testing their assumptions. And, and we're, we're constantly pushing them to not go into solution mode too quickly, to really fall in love with that problem space because the art of entrepreneurship is uncertainty and pivots. And when you have youth work in the real world, sometimes for the first time, it's scary. So many of these teenagers know how to play the game of school, right? They know how to play the game of SATs and APs and A's. And when we drop those kids into this experience, it can be difficult. 
because the real world is not an SAT test, right? You actually have to get data and build decisions off of it. Sherry, was it was it hard to? Did you have to negotiate with other uh, other learners the, on the problem that you're going to work on? Yeah. So actually, um, interesting enough, my team originally chose to sort of address the issue of food deserts within rural parts and low income areas in Hawaii. And so we spent actually quite a bit of time on that issue. And then we realized that we couldn't really relate to the issue. And therefore, we weren't able to fully understand how people experiencing this issue feel. And so therefore, when we came to solutions, we wouldn't be able to come up with solutions that were effective. So um, after a big chunk of time, my team actually decided to fully pivot and go straight back to the drawing board and look at all the issues that we had researched. And we thought that it would be extremely significant as the only all-girls team to focus on an issue that not only affects hundreds of thousands of women in Hawaii, but it's also an issue that is very relevant in the rest of the world today. And so there was a little bit of back and forth, but we eventually decided on choosing this topic because of how much it meant to all of us. Um, Aaron, I just want to give a quick shout out to Margarita Galeski, one of the founders of Uncharted Learning, uh, now a national entrepreneurship program. And when we visited Margarita and a, and a bunch of the schools that use Uncharted Learning, um, she stressed this problem finding is really important. And the, the adult impulse is to sort of step in and and push for a quick agreement. But she says it's really important to let this storming uh, take place uh, because it's such an important um, skill set, transferable skill set, that I, I, I think uh, you'll be doing this sort of problem finding with a group for, for the rest of your life. So I think you had a, a valuable experience. Let's, let's move on to the next uh, step that Aaron talked about was sort of a, a assumption checking. How did you learn about the problem that you decided to take on? What, what kind of research were you able to do? Yeah, so we kind of researched like what um, resources women already had. So one of our um, facilitators, Alan Murabayashi, actually sort of came in and <laughs> crushed our idea at first. So we at first wanted to sort of build a database that compiled a lot of physicians in the areas so that women could access those physicians and could book appointments more easy because one of the um, issues is that women are unable to actually find physicians. And so we kind of looked into that and that's what we tested our assumption on was whether or not um, people would be more drawn to going to look on Google, look on any other social media apps, go by word of mouth by working together and things like that. So we sort of tested that assumption and we came to the conclusion that um, a lot of people when looking for doctors are more inclined to go on Google. But we did, again, pivot our solution to actually solving the issue of not being able to reach those physicians. So women on outer, outer lying islands tend to not be able to afford flying to Oahu, or if they do, they have to still pay cover their hospital costs and their treatment care, um, care costs. So we decided to sort of go into more of a website where you it's community-based. So community, supporting community, funding each other to help women get the help that they need and get to those appointments. 
Um, and so we've done a little bit more research on what kind of other solutions like this already exist and how we can market our solutions sort of like that. Is, Sherry, is 10 days enough? No, it is not. We have been very rushed. Um, we had to build, we built our website in less than two hours. We spent an hour and 30 minutes on it and we had to present it. Um, and it's definitely not enough time. Um, Don't worry, Sherry, there'll be time to keep working on that website, I promise. Thank you. <laughs> but it's it sounds like it's enough to experience a, a sprint that includes finding a problem, um, identifying potential solutions, narrowing them down, something of a of a of a prototype solution, uh, right? A little bit of assumption checking. Um, it seems like a really valuable sprint. You does it feel that way? Yeah, so I think that's something very special about how like short it is, is that Nalukai is not exactly help, like you're not creating a full business that's going to be fully, fully functioning and going to take off within 10 days. They teach you the skills to actually build ventures in the future to problems that you're passionate about and things that you actually want to work on more. And for my team, I think that we are going to take our project outside of Nalukai and continue it because we think it's going to have a very big impact on our community. Erin, um, what's the lesson learned here? I could Could other schools do this in the summer? Could they do it during the school year? Um, how, how could other people learn from what, what you're doing? Can I, can I say something about Sherry first before, before that? Um, you know, when you're in a room, Tom, and like the energy changes when someone starts talking and everyone's laser focused um, and um, it's like all the atoms in the room are focused on these people. When those four young women presented their problem, because this is how the cycle works. It's a, 15 to 20 minute kind of um, uh, content dump. Um, it's kind of 30 minutes of work time and it's like a five minute retrospective where each team is sharing out what they were doing. And they were doing this retrospective and you could hear a pin drop. You couldn't, I mean, it was, it was just so beautiful to see these four young women tackling something that meant so much to them, especially, you know, after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. And so I think the magic of Nalukai is its authenticity and giving learners a space to be celebrated, even when it's not the end of their project, and to have their process be enshrined kind of throughout the experience. So to actually answer your question, hell yeah, this can be done in schools. I mean, I'm looking at it at One Stone. There's elements of it at High Tech High, like all the stuff Deidre Romer does in Wisconsin. All there's, there's little bits and pieces of it. What a school has to do is spend the time and invest in the time in these spaces, right? And to have these spaces for the most part try to be ungraded and try to be either competency-based or, you know, be about the celebration of these learners. I'm obsessed with capstone programs. I think you know that. Like, I think having learners do this over the course of the year, I think the power of Nalukai is in its boarding. The power of Nalukai is that it's intensive, that they're going for 12 hours, um, that there's a mix of culture and a mix of mental health and fitness, but that they're really, you know, it's that locking the engineers in the closet vibe that you see in some startups. Um, but I think this is totally replicatable. And to be to be honest, I'm a little pissed off that it hasn't taken hold in more places. I'm a little upset that education is moving so damn slowly and not having more programs like this invested in their programs. Now, we, we share your impatience. Let, let me uh, do a couple other shout outs and, and uh, 
Mason, our producer, will include some things in the in the show notes. We're we're super excited about real world learning in Kansas City, realworldlearning.org. It's 85 high schools working together to create entrepreneurial experiences and client connected projects. Uh, we're excited about uh, th- there's a global academy at uh, a little Catholic school called Notre Dame de Sion. Um, and we had the the young women from that academy on last week. They just went to uh, Kenya and did some very cool projects. Um, we just featured the Knowledge Society, TKS.World, another great after-school program where kids are doing world-changing projects. So, Aaron, around the edges, we're in and out of school. There's people uh, creating environments and experiences like you are Sherry, um, this it's very cool that you got to do this as sort of a culminating experience between um, high school and what's next. W- would this have been even more powerful if you had done it after your sophomore or junior year? I do think so. I think that it's helped me change how I look at problems and how I look at the solutions that solve the problems. And entrepreneurship in general, I think that for my research project, I could have done a lot more um, and a lot and choose an issue that I was more passionate about. Um, I think that if I did do it my junior or sophomore year, I would have an incredibly different outlook on um, my post high school plans and how I planned or how I applied to college and how I applied to the programs that are the program that I cur- I am currently planning on doing. So, yeah. Where, where are you headed? So I'm actually going to Germany for an exchange year. I have um, a state funded scholarship. It's called the Congress Bundestag a Youth Exchange Program. And I'm going to Germany for a year and it's all paid for by the State Department. And I chose this because I want to go into like international relations and I thought this would be the perfect fit. That's super awesome. What a fantastic experience. Aaron, this is awesome. Thanks for for sharing the camp with us. What a cool experience. Just honored to be here. Um, I think, you know, this year we have 23 schools represented out of our 28 founders. I mean, and think about the cross-pollination that occurs. And we have students that are rising ninth graders to graduating seniors. They bring they bring this back to their community. At the heart of Nalukai is human connections, most important technical skill, the ability to work on teams, the ability to deal with setbacks, and the ability to be a good human being. And I think if if that's what we can make entrepreneurship, I think it's a really good, you know. You know, it's interesting, Aaron. You reminded me, I guess I my new shorthanded way of thinking about the future of work that has arrived is it's, it's smart and collaborative teams working together on new problems using smart tools. Uh, and just in this 10-day sprint, you, you're giving young people the opportunity to do that, to experience. It's the power of having subject matter mentors, adults who are doing the work and in the space, be um, consultants for teams. So many times in education, students are interns or externs in organizations. What we need is we need subject matter experts, videographers, artists, writers, technologists, coders to be consultants for students and get their ideas out to the world. That is the magic of Nalukai. 
It's, have, it's having a Hawaiian-inspired nonprofit entrepreneurship leader. It's having someone who retired in their 30s when Twitch was bought by Amazon being an incredible coding resource to teams. The magic of Nalukai is in those interconnected relationships. And oh my God, that zone of proximal development, when a Nalukai founder is a mentor for another Nalukai founder, right? Like when, sorry, when we don't just see adults as mentors, but we see students to student, that's that's the magic. That's magic. Um, Aaron, I love, the, I, I love this, but I want to acknowledge that for teachers, this is a new and interesting experience because it means walking alongside teams of learners uh, and inviting them into problems that don't have answers um, and being willing to say, I, I don't know, but how might we, right? And, and then the, the humility to help them connect with community experts that might have, uh, understand the, the, the next step in the, in the problem. And uh, so what, what a, a cool picture of the future of learning of learners in teams, um, with, with guides, with facilitators that create space and opportunity that, that connect with community mentors that, uh, that might have a clue on, on the next step. It's a beautiful picture. Thank you. Aaron Chorn, um, what a cool glimpse at, um, Nalokai, uh, summer camp. Sherry, thanks for telling us your story. Hey, thanks to everybody who's going on this uh, summer journey of uh, valuable learning experiences with us. Thanks to Mason Pasha, our producer, for and the whole Getting Smart team for making this possible. Until next week, keep learning, keep leading, keep innovating for equity. Thanks for tuning in to the Getting Smart podcast today. We want this podcast to be actionable, insightful, and a great way to learn about what's next in learning. In order to stay on the cutting edge, we need people in the field to tell us what they're hearing, what they're wanting, and what they're needing to learn more about. Got a topic or a guest in mind? Send your recommendations to me, Mason at gettingsmart.com. And if you like what you're hearing, don't forget to leave a review in Apple Podcasts or subscribe wherever you listen. Feel free to share the podcast on social media using the hashtag GSPodcasts. Thanks so much.